You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Still in Chicago after the Radio Hall of Fame induction ceremony and uh, still trying to uh, mend some wounds here with the Danettes because I singled them out last night, gave them their moment, and they got they got no response from the audience last night where I said, hey, I wouldn't be here without the Danettes. You know, they made radio fun again for me when I left ESPN. And then I paused, dramatic pause. And that's what it sounded like, basically. Nobody responded. Paulie, I think, started applauding. You you clapped for yourself. It, it was actually Fritzy McLovin started an uncomfortable clap, and then it went dead again. I said, thanks for the lovely ovation. <laughs> uh, but we did have a great night last night. And uh, we're kind of uh, running on fumes here. Final hour, McLovin has it against the grain. Todd, you know, the, the Danettes got me something. They got me a, a bottle of tequila. And uh, Todd wrote a limerick for um, me going into the Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, Todd, would you let the audience know uh, what you uh, wrote with your limerick? I'd be happy to. Okay. Your engaging personality is like suction. So tonight, we make a production. You've conquered the medium with zest. Your mic now stands with the all-time best. Congratulations on Radio Hall of Fame induction. Okay. What's the first line? Oh, did I get a little, little, little Your engaging personality is like suction. Suction? Yeah, the, you, 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 it's like a drawing, like almost like a magnetized kind of thing. I've, what? I've, 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 I've never... Now I've, you have. You, I've, you I've, deliver lines like sepsis. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You draw people to you, and they and they, and they hold on I, to you. They're, I, they, they're stuck with nobody, you. Nobody, no, way. no, no one's ever described as you're like suction. You know why you're being described as suction? Because it rhymes with production and induction. Oh no, I got that. <laughs> Even if it's not exactly the okay. word you would use to describe your engaging. Uh, all right. Well, well, thank you, Todd. You're welcome. It's, it's meant you. to be a positive. I <laughs> was it meant to be funny. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, it's, I was yeah. trying to do something endearing. It was uh, McLovin's <laughs> idea, which I thought was really sweet. And then you got to. This is what you got to do. You got to like turn it upside down. Should deliver that last <laughs> night, Dan. You would over the I top. I, I should have just said, "Oh, you know, Todd uh, Fritzy uh, Fritzy uh, wrote a uh, a limerick," and then I would have read it for the audience there. And then there would have been silence after that as well. I've experienced that. But, but uh, thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Radio Hall of Fame. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Um, Your personality is like, like suction. <laughs> that limerick, like, sucked a lot. <laughs> wow. Really? These limericks suck sun. <laughs> Your delivery is like a bone spur. <laughs> huh? Wow. All right. It's Friday. Yeah. It's what we do on a Friday on the road. Oh, come on. You got to laugh at yourself. I laugh at myself plenty. This particular time, I think I'm going to be very upset the entire flight home, but that's all right. They smile like plantar fasciitis. <laughs> you collect awards like a septic system collects refuse. You have a sense of humor like an IV drip. <laughs> the line was meant to be endearing. How you draw people to you and they're stuck to you because it's just, it's just so wonderful and engaging. And this is what you guys hey. do with it. <laughs> you know, there was a guy last night who uh, made a joke about mic technique, uh, the, uh, the radio. Oh, yeah, thing. yeah. God, did I never feel more seen than in that moment. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Radio guy talking about people who don't talk on the microphone. They're always off the microphone, and just like Todd was there. I'm still trying to figure that out. No, talk into the microphone. Oh, I'm still trying to figure Suction. that out. Suction. Suction row seat. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Tom. Wow. Thank you. You guys are just terrible. Oh, come on. The worst. On a Friday? We had a great night last night. We did night. have a great night. I had some cranberry <laughs> juices and some ginger ale. That was off I, the rails a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you worked on that limerick for minutes, didn't you? <laughs> By the way, I felt bad for this woman who was going around with one of the appetizers, and I must have had seven of, like, the nine that were on her tray. She's <laughs> walking around, and I'm like, I didn't really get a chance to have that big 45-pound beef thing the guy said. So, you know what? And I go, can I have one more? And then I would, like, take sets of two of them. And she came back to me a third time, and that's just a little embarrassing. Well, and plus, Todd always finds the woman who's the prettiest, and then it doesn't matter what she's serving. <laughs> So Todd's eating things, and I don't even know if he he's, he wants to eat them. Dan, you've never said something more true in your life. I'm standing next to Todd. This woman walks over with, like, a, a kale cheese spread on a cracker. Todd wouldn't eat that if he was on a desert island. And But because she was good-looking, Todd goes, oh, thank you. How do you make these? Is the kale processed? Is it?" Uh... And, then, and then he would follow her. So whenever she'd turn around, Todd would be there and go, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to have one more of these. But then there's a girl who was a two who was bringing up, like, roast beef sandwiches. Todd's like, nope, no roast beef for me. Wow. No, I wanted the grasshopper brains and the reduction. That was the, uh, <laughs> I'll take that. More of that. Uh, Thursday night football, uh, you know, pick your sides. Is it about the Cardinals not coming up big or, you know, the Packers doing something with magic from Aaron Rodgers and got a little bit of help there? It feels like it'll be more about the Cardinals that they missed their moment undefeated. You should be winning a Thursday night game at home, and the Packers, you know, wide receiving core depleted. They great running game, and they got lucky. They got lucky at the end with the uh, interception. Here's Kyler Murray after the loss talking about A.J. Green. I know he's hot. You know, um, emotions running high. Obviously, after the fact, it's, you know, we both know. We weren't on the same page, and uh, it cost us. But, you know, we'll, we'll be better because of it. They had it. Like, worst-case scenario, you're going to kick a field goal. But, you know, and, and you probably are only running that play, maybe one more play, and uh, all A.J. Green has to do is turn around. That's it. But, you know, he's been with this team for a couple of months, and maybe that plays into it. Uh, Brady Quinn, who joined us in the first hour, former quarterback, said – you know, you go to line of scrimmage, and you may have some kind of signal. You may have a word that you use. You probably called two plays in the huddle, and A.J. Green ran the wrong play. Simple as that. Yeah, McLovin. You know what they say about his hands. They're, they're like, suck. <laughs> his hands suck. So this is going to be the new thing now. Okay. Why is it that you, you can't just laugh? It's okay. Come I was, on. I wanted it to be something extra special and somewhat <laughs> emotional, not funny, for the <laughs> Hall of Fame induction. And now it's turned into some kind of gag. I'm still laughing. Uh. Your personality resembles tendinitis. <laughs> Your skills are like a transplant. I apologize if you took that first line as anything but an endearing, positive, complimentary I know, verse. but you said I'm like suction. Don't think of it as the suction where you can't pull it apart. It's like, oh, it's stuck. I can't get it off. There's alternative meanings for suction. Like, wow, it's just, I'm like bound to this guy. No, and no one is ever described as... Suction. If you have to rhyme it with production and induction, that's, then you have to be suction. Suction. 
You have to suck it up. That suction rhymes with the okay. second and fifth I hope words. you never leave, even when you dry heave. <laughs> you give me the skeeves. <laughs> I'm out of the Hall of Fame induction limericks. Oh. I'm out of the business. But you know what? You don't have to do it ever again. You don't have to do it a Hall of Fame induction. You might get in, in, inducted into other Hall of Fame. There's already two, a broadcasting Hall of Fame, radio Hall of Fame. You might get inducted into other Hall of Fame. Forms. No, no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to decline. <laughs> Just to avoid my limit, yes. I'm going to decline. Yes, I, I, I can't. When they say, hey, would you like to be inducted into the Sportscasting Hall of Fame? No, no, thank you. Why? Uh, suction. Your limericks are funny, like suction. This is getting a little hurtful. Now. You're never a bore, and you're not like bed sores. Huh? You guys, you guys suck. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> you guys suction. Uh, McLovin, do you want to do Yeah, why not? I, you know what? It, I haven't had much sleep, Todd. Maybe that's it. I'm Whatever. Just, I'm know? just having a... a <laughs> Dan, I, I got a full night's sleep, and that sucks. <laughs> Trust me. I got eight hours. McLovin, do you want to do against the grain? Yeah, let's do against the grain because there are five games we're not going to talk about otherwise. Oh, okay. So these are the lesser games. Oh, okay. And the theme of this is, hey, maybe this quarterback's not as bad as you think. Oh. That's a ring endorsement. Okay. And I'm going to sort of ask you a question. Okay. So Miami uh, Dolphins going to Buffalo. 14-point spread. Mm. It's pretty big for AFC East. But last week, Tua, 32 for 40, 291 yards, four touchdowns. Is it possible he's not that bad? In case you're you're wondering about McLovin's delivery, he's got a huge <laughs> mustache on. His Halloween costume is Andy Reid. And you, he did have a face shield on, but he's got a pillow in his uh, Kansas City Chiefs pullover, and he's got a huge mustache. There. Yeah, I, I, I'm having trouble breathing, so I just <laughs> moved it off of my lips so I could sound better, and now it's in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't really breathe, Dan, but I'm going to keep on going through this. Okay. Other quarterbacks. Okay. Paul hates him. I'm sorry, but Jalen Hurts going against the Lions this week. Redemption for the Eagles. Lions have the one of the bottom third defenses. Two other, three other quarterbacks watch. Teddy B. Todd, I'm making up for all the mean stuff we said. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Do you realize he has 12 TDs and five picks and 1,700 yards? I did not know that. He's pretty good. Okay. Am I missing something here? He's there not good, right? They're not good. They host Washington I, football team. I think Teddy is is good. He can be good. It just, you know, it feels like people moved on from him uh, after what happened in Minnesota when he got hurt. But really, he's been a great story that what he did in New Orleans when he won, what, five in a row when Drew Brees was out. But Denver is not threatening. Yeah, that's the problem. But, he, you know, there's going to be a lot of open jobs next year. Maybe he gets another one. All right, two more quarterbacks who might not be as bad as we think. Okay. Kirk D. Cousins... He's, according to Pro Football Focus, the third best quarterback in the NFL this year. And his contract is up after 2022. He's going to carry a $45 million cap hit next season. Okay, but here's the thing with Kirk Cousins. You can have stats, but I don't think you look at Kirk Cousins' game on the line. He's going to win the game for you. Like, and I don't know what the metric is for, hey, game's on the line, you win the game. Or he's threatening. I, I don't know if defenses look at Kirk Cousins and they go, you know, boy, he's a top five quarterback. Statistically, but I, I, if you said games on the line, where does Kirk Cousins rank? I mean, there's some quarterbacks, sorry, again, having trouble speaking, who have, like Dan Fouts had great stats, but never won the big, big game. No. Does that, was that, I mean, are there other guys who built Hall of Fame careers even if they can't win the big game? Yeah, but it, it felt like... Dan Fouts was threatening 
they, you know, the Chargers had a wonderful offense, uh, Eric Coriel, you know, and maybe it's not fair to Kirk Cousins, but he's been on a couple of teams, and but you, you, I don't think you look at him and go, wow, that guy, game on the line, he's he's the difference there. Until it, he does it. Okay. What about Cowboys Sunday night, big audience? That's that's where you need to win that game. That's a home game against the Cowboys. Yes, they should. That's a standalone game for Kirk Cousins. Do you think Monday we might be leading with Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's I, get to Friday, right? <laughs> if the Cowboys lose, we would probably be leading with the Cowboys. Okay, last quarterback okay. who might not be as bad as everyone thinks. Okay, That's kind of mean. Do you know Carson Wentz has the lowest interception rate in the entire NFL? 12 TD, 11 TDs, one interception. They host the Titans. They're 2.5 yeah. favorite. That's a huge game. You were talking, you kind of like both teams a little bit. Uh, I did like Carson Wentz going to the Colts, but I did like the Titans a whole lot because um, that was my sleeper Super Bowl team. And then, of course, they start out and they're losing to the Jets or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, they're not going to be good at all. Yep. Yeah. A lot of talk about Dak Prescott has a calf strain, and yeah. I, I saw heard some shows down in Dallas saying, let's be careful with this one. We're flying. We had a great October, great September. If you have to leave Dak Prescott out of a game mm. and maybe take a loss, mm. you can afford one. It's a 17-game season. There's a lot of mixed uh, feelings down in Dallas about being cautious and pushing it with Dak Prescott. Yeah, McLeod. Uh One last thing. Quick rundown. Can I, I wanted to say these five quarterbacks. Tell me if they're back with their team next year. Tua Tagovailoa. No. Jalen Hurts with the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe as a backup, maybe. Teddy Bridgewater, Denver Broncos. Maybe as a backup. Carson Wentz, Indianapolis Colts. Yes. And Kirk Cousins. Yes. Everything's solved. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, that's it. That's against the grade. All right. Thank you, McLovin. And we hit the music. And there you go. There God, you really need the music with that segment, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Your engaging personality is like a suction. So tonight we make a production. You've conquered the medium with zest. Your mic now stands with the all-time best. Congratulations on Radio Hall of Fame induction. Is it, is it better the second time? It's very nice, actually. Okay. It was really nice. You started a whole thing on Twitter, by the way. Isaac in New Hampshire. Dan Patrick, the vacuum of radio. <laughs> Joel Kaser, how was the Hall of Fame in suction ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> and Adam adds, did Todd just say that DP sucks? <laughs> you did, kind of. I did not. My, your engaging personality is like suction. <laughs> when you guys say it like that, it sounds like a well, negative, like a horrible well, thing. It, 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 it was really meant to be something. Okay. Nice. I don't know what else to say. Like a suction. I, I want you to say that to your wife. When you get home, you go, hey, honey, you know, your personality is like a suction. What the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> no play for Mr. Gray tonight. <laughs> Hello. Speaking of suction. Um, all right. Uh, let's take a break. And uh, <laughs> Tom Waddle, the uh, local celebrity, former Chicago Bear wide receiver, will join us in studio. We'll, uh, we'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want to hear something amazing? Well, maybe you just did. 
Uh, Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. And that means when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. You know, Tom Waddle's here, the former Bears wide receiver, and he's a co-host of uh, Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000 here in Chicago. If somebody described your personality as like a suction, Excuse me? Exactly. What? Yeah. Todd, read the read the first line. Of... Can I say no when, when <laughs> Paul or Todd reached out to me and said, hey, can you come in to this morning? Can I say no? <laughs> you could have said no. Okay. So, Todd, read it to uh, Waddle here. Your engaging personality is like suction. Can I continue? So yeah, go ahead. It up yeah, so we can hear the full limerick. So tonight we make a production. You've conquered the medium with zest. Your mic now stands with the all-time best. Congratulations on Radio Hall of Fame induction. Okay. Well, first of all, congratulations. Well, thank you. I mean, very, very, thank very thank well you. deserved. Thank it's you. it's overdue, by the way, as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Read me the first line again. <laughs> Your engaging personality is like suction. Okay, so like, the, it, I'm assuming that means that you're, I don't know, you're drawing out my laughter, my appreciation. The listeners, the viewers, they're drawn to yeah. Dan Patrick, and they and once they're drawn to him, they're stuck. They want to just stay with him and follow him and tune into him forever is what it's meant to be. I'm thinking <laughs> toilet problems, to be honest with you, when you say that. I'm thinking, like, I got a backed-up toilet yeah. or a sump pump yeah. or I got some issues. I could see that now. It wasn't Who wrote to that? Todd did. That was oh, jeez. You've got a personality like a plunger. <laughs> what? I can't believe how you guys, including Mr. Waddle, is twisting well, Okay, this okay, you got uh, 35 minutes. Write another limerick, uh, I'm okay? I'm working on it. All right, all right. And you went into the uh, Chicago Sports Hall of Fame last night. Well, you know what? That's, that's somebody with a Rolodex is just spinning it, you know? And, like, he, no, uh, next. No, uh, I retired in 95. Well, do you think they went all the way through the alphabet and no got question. to W and they got uh, I, I Waddle? I don't know if they went through the alphabet. I just think they went through a list of people <laughs> that were worthy of the honor, and they got to me when everyone else said no. But, so. Was Curtis Conway not available? I don't think he was. No. <laughs> Curtis Granderson was there, though. So okay. I was in good company. A.J. Pruszynski was there. Uh, I mean, Candace Parker was honor, honored. Uh, Ned Coletti from the Dodgers. And there's me. Okay, so I had what, to tell you know a funny story about the measly six years I played in the NFL and was on the practice squad for two of those. Wait, years. wait, wait! You got into the Chicago Hall of Fame, Chicago Sportsland Hall of Fame, or Chicago Land Sports Hall of Fame? I mean, and and you only played four years. In six. The, well, no, you were on a roster. for Okay, six. well, I'm technically still in the NFL, Dan. Okay, those two years on the practice so squad. Four years, you go into the Chicago Sportsland Hall of Fame. I'll leave. Right now. I got to believe that it has no, to, it had, you know, radio host as well. Yeah, I, I had the Very popular. I had the opportunity to segue from a, a measly NFL career into 25-plus years mm -hmm. doing this. Awesome. You know? your, your NFL highlight, though, if you were going to describe it to the audience that maybe didn't get to see those Chicago Bears. Today. One game or one in, uh, incident? One or moment. One moment. Like the moment where you go, yep. 
1991 opening game against the Minnesota Vikings. Like, I had toiled on the practice squad for two years, my first two years. Um, and by toiled, I mean I practiced every day against and with my teammates. They beat the crap out of me. They played on Sunday, and I was in street clothes. That's, that was life on the practice squad. Uh, finally, in 1991, I got an opportunity to play, not because Ditka trusted me, but because we didn't have any healthy bodies. So opening game of the season against the Vikings, um, and this is a true story. It's part of the story I told last night. You know, that game I really wasn't supposed to play. The only reason I was in uniform is because we only had three, three healthy receivers, and then another guy got hurt. So, like, halfway through the first quarter, I hear this screech. Ditka's like, waddle. And I come running over. I'm like, oh, hell, he caught me. I wasn't paying attention. And I go, yes, coach. He goes, this is a true story. He goes, you got to go in. And I looked at him, and I swear to you, Dan, I said, why? <laughs> and he says, because Anthony Morgan's coming off the field. I don't have anybody else. Get out there and don't try to jump too high or run too fast or do anything <laughs> athletic because you can't do any of that stuff. Don't screw up. And, like, I'm running out on the field looking back at him like, what was that? <laughs> Great motivation. Yeah, I, and I think one of the first plays I was in on, and I walked into the huddle, and Jim Harbaugh was my quarterback. And Jim and I, you know, he believed in me because he saw what I was doing in, you know, practice the first two years. And, and I thought we had a good rapport. And I think when Jim saw me coming in the huddle, he was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I think we had like a third and eight, and I converted, you know. And Todd Scott, who was a cornerback for the Vikings, who, you know, subsequently – very shortly after that was moved from corner to safety, uh, was standing over me just saying things like I was, I was blushing. I was like, I'd never heard things like this. And was just berating me. And I slipped him in, and I converted a third and eight to a first down. And then later, I would say the most defining moment of my career, um, at the end of the first half, uh, we ran a, uh, with, I mean, with the receivers we had, I don't know why the call was that, but we ran an all-go route. And Jim Harbaugh hit me on a 37-yard touchdown pass. I'd land it, bounced into the end zone, touchdown. And this is funny, too. When I, my guys are coming over to celebrate with me, and this is the greatest moment of my life. I mean, I had done nothing in the NFL until really this moment. I kind of puked a little bit on my face mask because when I landed, <laughs> my elbows went into my stomach. So this is like the greatest moment of my, my football career at any, at any stage. And I got a little vomit on my face mask and everyone's like coming over to hug me and then running for the sideline because I smelled like barf. But that was it, you know, and then that kind of was the springboard for what ended up being, a, you know, a mediocre six-year career. Listen, I, I am fiercely proud of what I was able to do. I, you know, I was too small. I ran a 4.79 and a 4.82 40-yard dash at the Indianapolis Combine. You know, I, I think it was like the fifth leading receiver in college football my senior year. I went on draft in 12 rounds. I we think Rich laugh. Eisen runs a faster 40 He does. Than, than he does. Do. <laughs> Absolutely. So that was probably the defining moment. But, you know, I had a in the, at the end of the 91 season, we played in the, post, we played in the postseason against the Cowboys and lost. Um, but I had like nine catches for 100 and some yards right. and, and a touchdown. I, I got knocked out in that game twice. I spent the night in the hospital that night because of a concussion. So I don't even remember. This is the funny Wait, part. Wait, did you have two concussions? Oh, I had many concussions. No, in the same game. Uh, I hit my head early in the game and was kind of out of it. And then I had one later when uh, 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 it was Billy Bates. Remember Billy Bates? He, you know, Tennessee uh, defensive and, back. Uh, he, and he was a cowboy safety. Yeah. And I ran a little in route and he hit me and I was just like blacked out. 
But then I went back in because in those days, this is 91, like this was the test. How many fingers am I holding up? And if you could get within two, <laughs> like if they, you, he held up four and you said two, you're in. Like if he held up four and you said one, you, you had to sit. Like if you could get within two of the right answer, you went in and I went back in. I don't remember. I only had nine touchdowns in my career. I had 10 counting the one in, in, against Dallas in the playoffs, but I don't even remember it. I don't even remember it. So that's the extent of my career, All Dan. Right. And that's how you get into the Chicago Land yeah. Sports Hall of Fame. Everyone else says no. <laughs> Tom says yes. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, being a former wide receiver with A.J. Green last night, with that play where you get to the line of scrimmage, and it felt like he either missed yeah. the, the check, uh, the audible, or like how does that go wrong in a moment like that? Well, I can't. Uh, you know, obviously that that's a situation where A.J. Green's new to the team, and, and I, I know we're into week seven or week eight, so that should all be cleaned up. Uh, but, yeah, that's an inexcusable mistake that is made between quarterback and wide receiver, and my assumption would be it was more A.J. Green than it was Kyler Murray. So, um, you know, every one of these plays is important, especially at that moment, so – A.J. Green, obviously, because he looked like he was blocking. I don't yeah. know what he was doing. Yes. But so. I wonder, though, you get to the line of scrimmage, is it a look? Is it a hand signal? You have is to it... come out of the huddle with the, the thought that it's at least a possibility that he's coming to you. Yeah. And to think that, you know, he wasn't running. Or it's not like he ran a slant and they were looking to throw a back shoulder fade. I don't know what was going on. There was. A, I just don't know how you break the huddle and not know that it's a pass. So... I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those. Yeah, I would. I tend to focus on what the Packers did, and and my goodness, I mean, that's such a sign of of good coaching. And I know he's got Aaron Rodgers, which makes Matt Lafour's job so easy. But you're without your top three receivers. You're without Bakhtiari. You're without your starting yeah. center defensively. You're without two of your your cornerbacks. You're without Zadarius Smith, your pass rusher. And you find a way to make the adjustments that are necessary to go on the road on a short week and beat a team that's seven and zero. It's a tip of the cap to that entire organization. I keep saying, if why would Aaron Rodgers want to leave this division? Because you 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 got Detroit, there's two. You yeah. got the Bears, there's two. You probably split with the Vikings. Yeah. So you got five wins right away. And like, why would he want to leave to go to another division? I would think that, and I've started to believe that that more likely that there's a chance he's here in 2022 as well. I mean, I know his contract, I believe, with the Packers goes through 2022. I'm with you. I don't, And I think that, that finally maybe what he's wanted to see, he's starting to see. I think the input is there. You're starting to see them, whether it's Randall Cobb or Whitney Merciless. I think it was just added to the roster. I think they're listening to him, and I think they should. Like, I don't think Aaron Rodgers should have final say. Yeah. But when you have one of the top five quarterbacks in the history of the game and he has thoughts, you should listen to him. Yeah, but this is what I when when first of all, you you got to be careful giving them too much. No doubt. Because if I say to you, I'm going to let you weigh in on personnel decisions. You want to bring in Randall Cobb, I want you to tell that receiver right there who's going to lose his job. That's part of my job in management. That's fair. I'm going to bring in somebody, you go tell that guy he just got cut. Something tells me Aaron would have no problem with doing he that. Might. Yeah. <laughs> just that personality. He's, he's ruthless. Yeah. He, he's ruthless. But do you... Listen, I think it's a fine line. Like, I wouldn't give anybody final say uh, on personnel decisions as a player. I'm just saying the voice should be heard. And obviously, he didn't feel like his voice was being, was being heard. So, 
Um, again, he's got a job. He does it as well as anybody I've, I, I've ever seen, maybe outside of, of Brady and a few others. Um, but, yeah, I, I think his voice is heard, but I don't think you give him final say. I, and, but, again, going back to the thought that, and this pains me to say as a, as a Bears fan and somebody who loves the team, I don't want to see him anymore. Like when he taunted the fans that taunted him, first my thought was, I'm not mad at you, man. You, you're right. You have owned us. And I've always said, if, if a fan is booing a player and the player boos back, you know, don't get red-assed at the player. Yeah. Like, I mean, he has every right to boo you back. So why, why, do, why were people upset that, like, if people are flipping off Rodgers, like, I own you, I still own you. Okay. I that, mean, he didn't need to say it but because it's obvious, but it was a pretty cool moment, that, I thought. That's a, that, that's a very benign taunt from my perspective. It really <laughs> is. Like, he could have done some other things that he didn't do. I wasn't mad at him. You know, I, look, I, I'm mad at my own organization. Like, I'm mad that we don't compete consistently with the Green Bay Packers. I'm mad that they go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and I swear to you Jordan Love is going to be great. <laughs> I swear to you that, like, I've never seen the kid take a snap in practice. You can't sell me on him being crappy because I'm just scarred. Unless he went to the Bears, then he Ruined. probably he Ruined. wouldn't be good. Ruined. Okay, what, what's, the, what's the level of morale with Justin Fields? I think everybody's still very excited and hopeful. Um, I mean, this is this is a, a this is a, a failure of epic proportions in terms of what's going on with their offense. Like they're averaging 254 yards overall and 124 passing yards and 14.4 points per game on offense. You have to try to be that bad in 2021 in the NFL. I mean, it's hard to be yeah. that bad. You know, I'm. It's, it's alumni weekend here for all the Bears people, so I'm sure the front office and everyone else will be happy that I'm taking the flamethrower out. I'm hitting everybody with it now, but the general manager's been there for seven years, and he's neglected the offensive line for the most part. The coach has been here for four years and was brought here to revolutionize the offense and develop quarterbacks, and they've ranked bottom five pretty much in every meaningful statistical category on offense. Did they draft Justin Fields to save their jobs? This is what's so twisted to me. I think if you have any doubt, if you're the ownership, you don't give these guys a second opportunity. Like if you, and you knew that they were going to, to focus on a quarterback. But if you have any doubts about whether or not the coach can de develop a quarterback and the GM can identify one, why are you giving them a second opportunity here? Yeah. And that's why I've always felt like there was more job security with both the GM and the, and the coach than everyone else thought. I don't know why you would give the same group that has proven to you in the past that they weren't able to do what they were hired to do, and you've given them another opportunity. Um, there's no doubt there is job security that's attached with a rookie quarterback. Problem now is, is that you haven't been able to protect him. The scheme is, you know, they finally modified the scheme. What they did to that kid in Cleveland in week three, they threw him down a flight of steps with what they were trying to do. They had five-man protections trying to keep Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney and others away from him. I mean, it was criminal. Now, they made some adjustments, but they can't protect him. And he's a kid that, that I think he's, he's tremendously talented, but he's coming from a system in Ohio State where he dropped seven steps. He'd sit back in the pocket, and he'd wait for his receivers to develop routes down the field. Like, it takes four or five seconds for that to happen. Then he dropped dimes on guys. You don't have four or five seconds in the NFL. You got to throw people open. You do, and it's it's something that I think he's he's learning to do. And now, what the problem here in Chicago is, they're forced to run a you know a quick passing game. 
because they can't protect. Mm. Like second play of the game, they had against the the Bucks, they had like an eight man protection. They got eight guys to block five. He got sacked in two seconds. <laughs> like how does that happen? <laughs> like, but then he's also got to learn to get rid of the ball and read things. And as you say, throw some. You know, he's got to make throws with anticipation. He's just at this point they're fighting against different things. I I don't know how they, you know, they fix this short term. I still think the kid can be a dynamic quarterback, but right now there's so many things working against them offensively. I find it interesting, the criticism of Patrick Mahomes, as if he forgot how to play football, but it almost feels like he needs to change his approach to what he does because he's not a – it's almost like he's too confident. Like he shouldn't be this confident. He should be a little more cautious in what he is trying to accomplish. Tyreek Hill's not going to beat somebody deep with these defenses. Right. Um, you know, Kelsey is going to be, you know, kept in check the best part. Sure. But you got to keep scoring because that defense is so bad. It's almost as if, if, if he could have maybe some ball control drives, keep the defense off the field. Yeah. And, you know, maybe your best defense is your offense there. Not trying to outscore people, but maybe taking time off the clock so your defense, when they are on the field, Maybe he's a little fresher. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, uh, um, Andy Reid, if you're listening right now, if you've grown tired of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs <laughs> are tired of some of the turnovers, call me. Like, I can facilitate you a trade. Him. Bears could have had uh, him. You know what, like, Dan, stop. I, I know that that's, that's infuriating as well. But I'm with you. I, I think he has been so great. And uh, has, Andy Reid is here. Oh, there's Andy. Andy, would you like to trade him? <laughs> we'll take him. <laughs> Stop asking him to throw 50 times a game behind a porous offensive line. Yeah, play some defense. Yeah. No, Make, anyway, but, like, I, the one criticism I would have is, is, and he hasn't had to worry about ball security because he's been able to do all these crazy things and it's always gone. I'll just focus a little bit more on not making, you know, that desperation throw as you're going to the ground and, because you're not always going to hit those things. So, but look, I, they'll be fine. Their defense is awful, but, but – Patrick Mahomes is going to be just fine. He's a Hall of Famer. Yes, I am. Chicago Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's all right. It's Hall yeah. of Fame. How many Hall of Fames are you in now? You've got to be in like Two. 10. No. I, I'm in Sportscasting Hall of Fame. Of course. And then uh, Radio Hall of Fame. All right. I'm in three. Uh, high School Hall of Fame. Oh, well, that's three. Yeah. All right. Now we're tied. But I, we grew up not too far from each other. I grew up in Sharonville, Ohio. Went to Moeller High School. And I went. Did, I'm from Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Mason. Yeah. My parents lived in uh, Westchester yeah. before they moved to Tennessee. Nice area. And you went to Dayton, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good Midwestern guys. Yes, I am. Corn fed, good looks. Yes. Absolutely. I think you and I should be in the ruggedly handsome Hall of Fame <laughs> as well. Do they have that? You know what? I'm going into the Suction Hall of Fame. That is awfully gross. Yes. I'm going. Um, hey, Todd? Yes. You got the limerick? I do. I'm not going to subject Waddle to this, though. We'll, we'll, we'll take a break and uh, tell Sylvia I, I said will. hello. I will. Uh, he's Tom Waddle, former Bears receiver and uh, co-host of Waddle and Sylvia on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Great to see you, buddy. Good to see you. We'll take a break. We'll close up shop here in Chicago right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, 
for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. An Ohio State big favorite against Penn State. I think it's around 18 points, which uh, that could get out of hand. And I think that their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, could end up uh, back in the Heisman race and maybe win the Heisman because they did lose to Oregon, but now you have a couple of games the uh, national TV games, you still have Michigan coming up, and he could be putting up some pretty impressive numbers as well. Yeah, McLevin. I hate to say it, but that's got to be a system thing, right? Yeah. Ryan Day's quarterback's huge yeah. numbers. Well, they protect their quarterback. They have good wide receivers. And if you if most of the time those guys are wide open, uh, these receivers, it's the same thing as Alabama, where you go, I don't know how good the quarterback is because it feels like the wide receivers are wide open. Uh, to meet Friday, earn your place in the Hall of Flame by making game day spreads with the Traeger Wood Pellet Grill, offering real wood-fired flavor. Set it, forget it, convenience. Traeger offers the perfect way to cook all season long. Grab one at your local dealer. Visit TraegerGrills.com slash show to learn more. Final results of the poll question, McLovin? Team to beat in the NFC, you thought it would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it was by oh, a long okay. stretch. All right. Packers are second. Second best team right now, Packers. Right. Yeah, Packers too. Cardinals are our last. People are not respecting. Them. Yeah, well, that 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 didn't that didn't take long to change. Uh, Todd, you have a new limerick based off the one that you uh, read earlier today on the program. After my error the first time around with suction, I've got uh, I've got the new one. Okay. And some people in the audience actually are calling for a new T-shirt. What do they want? Suction row seat. Oh, they do want that. Yeah, <laughs> suction okay. row seat. Suction row seat. I saw a suction back row. They were all coming out of the woodwork. Do you yeah. do you want to read the original limerick that you wrote for my Hall of Fame? Uh, they they gave me a uh, a bottle of tequila, and then McLovin goes, and Todd wrote you a limerick. Well, I didn't read the limerick because I was going to wait uh, until we got to the Hall of Fame ceremony. And then I looked at it, and I go, I... Don't know if it's a compliment or not. You're like somehow offended by it. I I didn't understand it. Okay. How does suction mean? I I've never I've never heard somebody referred to. Okay, I'm gonna read it. Okay, right? all right. Give me one more time. Your engaging personality is like suction. So tonight we make a production. You've conquered the medium with zest. Your mic now stands with the all-time best. Congrats on Radio Hall of Fame induction. Okay. Let's vote if this new limerick is better or worse than the previous one. Okay? Todd? Doesn't sound like it get much worse based on the way you ripped apart the first line, but let's go. Yeah. Last night... Wait, wait, what, hold on. What, Pauline? You're great at talking sports. You no longer have warts. I'm just saying. Unless <laughs> Fritz already did that. I was thinking about that. Okay. But boy, can you fill out some shorts. Nice! <laughs> okay. Awkward. Todd? It's going to be my off-the-air okay. inappropriate Here limerick. we go. Here we go. All right. This is going to be great. Last night was a time to take pause, to honor a man with few to no flaws. His speech made you tear up and laugh, but when he acknowledged his staff, there was nary a hint of applause. Okay. But you're saying I have flaws. <laughs> to honor a man with few to no flaws. No one's flawless. <laughs> you, you tease things about yourself all the time. Okay. You're very self-deprecating. Well, That's one of the things we like about you. Thank you. Too. That makes you feel like thank we, you. suction. But, but, but what are my flaws? Big, strong hands like paws. <laughs> what? 
I can't think of any flaws off the top of my head, but to make it rhyme and sound smooth, I had to say few to no flaws, because to, to honor a man with no flaws, I don't know, I feel like okay. I needed a few more syllables. Okay. This is going to bother you all weekend long, isn't it? Last night was a time to take pause, <laughs> to honor a man with no flaws. The speech made you tear up and laugh, but when he acknowledged his death, there was nary a hint of applause. Okay. Oh, oh, let's, right. go. let's go. Workshop. Thank you, Todd. That's very nice. You're welcome. All right. Very nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Suction. Suction. <laughs> the best. Suction. And the gift that keeps on giving. Yep. Suction. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. 1973, O.J. Simpson ran for over 1,000 yards that season in the seventh game oh, on his way to over 2,000 yards. And then Jerry Rice, in 1995, became the NFL's leading receiver in yardage all-time with 14,040. After that, he decided to stretch it to 22,895 <laughs> and say scoreboard. Okay, is, has anybody gotten to 1,000 yards in fewer games than O.J. Simpson? Seven? Has, did Derrick Henry or... Uh, I don't think so. Maybe Eric Dickerson? Eric, Eric Dickerson, we'd have to see how that splits up, but it was first seven games of the season. Yeah. Chris Johnson had a big start, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yes, Todd. So that, that might be one of your flaws that I was referring to. Sometimes you'll ask a question about a stat that takes more than like a minute and 12 seconds to find when the show's about to end. Oh, okay. Oh, oh boy. Wow. Weekend. What? what? You know how many triples off right-handed batters in 1983? He just just brought up this day in sports history. It's not like it was something that he brought up in the first hour of the show. I want to know if the guys will back me up that every once in a while you throw out a stat that takes more than 30 seconds. No, no, and you're not the one that finds it in the first place. So why why do you? Okay. We asked for a flaw. No, here we go. All right. We've got a team of research people. It's like, can we get back to you next Thursday on that one? No, we need it right this second. I hope you have a great flight home, Todd. So I hope you have a long weekend. I'm like suction like that. Yes. Now, yeah. uh, a little sensitive here. Another <laughs> 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 show something in 14 seconds. I was wondering about who's the third All most right. on the list from the. I'm curious. <laughs> you're a curious type. That's why you're a great interviewer. Thanks, Tom. You to no flaws. What? Okay. <laughs> what did you learn? What did you learn today? Vince Vaughn says the Chicago no, Bears. No, you learned never to use suction in a limerick I again. I learned that too. All right. And Vince Vaughn was upset and angry as a kid. Paulie, what did you learn? Suction row seat. All right. Seaton? Suction row seat. What about you, McLovin? I learned about this limerick, suction row seat. Damn. That's awesome. It's unanimous. Great. You know, this is the best moment so far being in Chicago, that limerick. It's better than the uh, the Hall of Fame induction last night. It's not great for you, but it is great for me. Suction was supposed to be nice. I'll did you at consider that. at any point the word suction <laughs> being like, well, this one might be a little offbeat? I really did it. I guess I'm just <laughs> clueless like that. I'm like, it rhymes with production and induction. So I was excited about that. I'm like, suction. We're, you, know, you suck things in. What we learned brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> you can uh, take a test drive. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thank you. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. Dan Patrick Show. Oh, but wait, there's one more item before we send you into the weekend. You finding it harder to compete with the younger guys at the gym or the office? Time for M-Drive, everyday supplement for driven guys who refuse to let age slow them down. Packed with clinically tested ingredients, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone levels while helping maintain lean muscle and giving you that energy to fight back against aging so you can compete every single day. You can find M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, or Vitamin Shop, or mdrivedan.com. Have it delivered right to your door. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. Look, we're all getting older. Doesn't mean we have to act that way. You can still teach those younger guys a thing or two. M-Drive gives your body the T-support it needs to compete and win. 
M-Drive is not for everyone. It's for the driven. Visit mdrivedan.com for more strength, energy, T-support to fuel your daily drive. mdrivedan.com or Walgreens Rite Aid Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com.